The following program is an MLWRadio.com production. Hey buddies. Hey buddies. Tis I Marty. Tis I Sarah. And this is Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling, the interview show with our second guest, Kylie Ray. Kylie, welcome to the show. I don't know why I waved. I'm you sorry. did. No, you waved. Really I know. We're off to a great start. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus. That would be great. All your answers are just like thumbs up yeah, or like right, nodding. Right, right. Nobody can see me, but thank you for having me. Thank I'm you. Happy to be here. Uh, you're a trooper. You have a cold. Yes. You ran nine miles. And uh, it's freezing outside. It's freezing outside. Uh, you're back in Chicago. Yes. And uh, and we're very happy to have you on the podcast. Um, before we get started, uh, I I usually like to ask: Is there any questions that you're just like so done answering? Um, I don't know. I feel like I always get what's like, how did you get into wrestling? Or, yeah. Or why did you start wrestling? That's the like, go-to. That one, I'm like, because when I, when we interviewed Jimmy Jacobs, it was the same thing where I was just like. Uh, I was thinking as far as like doing morning radio for comedy, they're always like, how'd you get started in comedy? And I'm like, I don't want to tell yeah, this right. story Every again. Every time, man. Just... But to be fair, when people ask how you and I got together, I will tell that story every single time and love it. She likes telling that story. Aww. I love romance. Do you want to tell it now or later? Everybody knows. Okay. I think they already know. They okay. already know. You can save it for afterwards. They already know. Um, yeah, so we can, I mean, like, everybody knows the deal, or they can find out the deal. Yeah. I feel like if you want to do that research, it's out there or whatever. And I, that's, to me, that's like, it's also for the first question of an interview. It just starts it off as like, a, uh, and you can't give those, like, robotic responses yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So we're just going to, we're just going to jump right, right, right the it. shit okay, into it. Perfect. Uh, you are a uh, independent superstar. Yes, I am. Uh, <laughs> when did you realize, like, oh, I'm, like, I'm in the top tier? I so you don't think you're ah, I see. don't I, I, see. I haven't realized that really because I always wonder as far as like with comedy when I'm like oh I'm getting better at this at wrestling I kind of tell people like I'll talk to newer comics or whatever I look at it at like as like video games like you're, you beat these levels yeah and you're like oh I never thought I'd beat this level and it's it's not like it happens and you notice it but you're just like oh I can do a half hour. Oh, now I can do an hour, and it's not like I'm I'm freaking out about it. Yeah. With wrestling, what were some of those like barriers where you're like, oh shit, I can do blank, and it's not a problem anymore. Yeah, I think it's more. I don't know. It's hard to explain because you don't notice it day to day, like you said. But one day you look back and you're like, oh crap! Like this, what was once hard for me is now easy. Um, but I feel like I haven't really had a chance to look back at everything because everything has happened so fast. Like realistically uh in march it'll be my three-year anniversary of my first match and it's really not that long in wrestling years that's and, like, so funny i know with everything that's happened i feel like it's all happening so fast but so at some points i'll get really emotional like if i had like um a match i felt really good about or if i get an opportunity i'll like get emotional because i'll look back to like my very first match because it took me like two years to have a match so um Mostly, I don't know, usually it takes people like only a year and it took me like double that. So I put in like so much work and then I just like think back to my, I don't know, I never even thought I would have a match. So yeah, that's like cool. All of a sudden you realize that you're in the thick of it. Because I remember the first time I saw you, I was like, what a cool 
person what a cool thing and then all of a sudden it was like hey there's that girl again yeah hey another show and then another show and it was like for me it felt like all of a sudden like like the roller coaster was going up and then it's like now you get to like ride some of the like probably it's easier to get yeah like bookings and you know like have your schedule fill up as opposed to like got a lot of dates in june guys yeah definitely um i i've definitely noticed i've been a lot busier and uh I feel like before I got injured, I, I don't know if I took it for granted or I was just kind of like, um, tired and I don't know. Cause you wake up at like four in the morning and you have to get on a plane and you're just like, Oh, like, I don't want to be up this early. You find yourself complaining a little bit, but after I got injured, like I didn't have any complaints. Like I realized, Hey, like be grateful that you even have a flight. Like somebody paid for you to go to their show and wrestle for them. So like, be thankful that you're doing what you love like every weekend. Yeah. So. For me, it's like whenever you get to do, and I think it's like such an awesome thing and it can get so like, Oh, I don't want to do this. Yeah, right. She'll say it to me. tonight. she'll be like, man, you would have a year ago or two years ago or five years ago. You would have been like, wow, that's so awesome. Yeah. But like, now you're like, Oh, I don't want to do this or whatever. Right. Um, how long were you injured for? Um, Oh God, let's see. I should know this. Yeah. Like, I should know this like the back of my hand. I know uh, it happened July 16th, but I think I had surgery on the 22nd because I had to wait to mm-hmm. fly back from Japan. Uh, and then my first match back was September 29th, so maybe two months. Okay. Yeah. Two, okay. Two and a half months. So what – because like, I remember – Back in the day, like you'd watch wrestling and somebody would go away for like a year and then come back and yeah. you just think like, man, the whole year, like you were gone for the right. whole year or whatever. But did it seem like the longest time? Um, when I was going through it, yeah. But once I look back, the, back at it, it didn't feel like it was that long because um, I think more so for me, it when it happened, it was like I, a lot of opportunities I had to, you know, I passed up. Yeah, because Sarah was saying, like, the momentum was building. Yeah. And then you're over in Japan, and everyone's like, oh, man, this is so great. And then it was one of those injuries, too, where every once in a while it happens. And it's kind of like a credit to you can tell how much people were sort of, like, rooting for you or or a fan of yours when it happens. People are just like, oh, man. And it was one of those, like, at the worst. I mean, there's obviously never a, a, a perfect time to get injured. Yeah. But like there's certain injuries with wrestlers where you're just like, ah, oh, like wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah, not right, right now crap, of all the sucks. times, like, not right now. Yeah. Um what, what when you when you were injured and if you want to explain to everybody what happened, uh the situation everything. You're in Japan, you're just yes. getting started. Um yeah, it was and I was only there for like 2 weeks. So uh I think it was our second to last match. Like we only had one one more match left. Mm-hmm. And um it was a three on three, and I, it w- I took a German suplex, and I had taken that move like hundreds of times before, maybe not hundreds, but a lot of times before that, and no problem at all. But this time, um, I would just like went off to the side a little bit more. I think it was like either timing or, um, you know, some people give Germans a little bit differently, but you know, with that language barrier, we weren't able to communicate that. And I just landed right on my collarbone, and I felt it like, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, looking back now, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Like, it was broken. But while it was going on, I was like, oh, maybe I just dislocated it. Um, like, I need to get up and finish the spot. And I don't know how I finished the match because I took, like, two more clothesline oh. after that. And it was, yeah, what is, yeah, if you had to describe what a broken collarbone feels like, how would you describe <sighs> to somebody who's never had their collarbone broken? What does that even feel like? Well, mine was, like... I think he said it was like centimeters from piercing through my skin. Like, oh, like okay. Yeah. So you were almost one of those like 
you were on a, like a YouTube clip of like worst injuries ever yeah. where bones are sticking it, out and yeah. stuff. Oh yeah. Like it felt like it too. And, um, like when I was going, I didn't, it wasn't even, um, a thought like not to finish the match, like mm-hmm. finish the match. And as soon as the bell rang, that's when it kind of like hit me. And I just like bursted into tears. I was like, get me in the back. Like, and you're not even in your home yeah. country, like much less your city, your state where you can just go home and like, or even a place where they speak English. Like, yeah. It's, yeah, so like not a lot of people over there speak English and um like it was okay, it happened on a Japanese holiday. So the next day we had to go in uh to the doctor and get an x-ray done. Um but they couldn't explain to me. Like all that happened was they just showed me the x-ray. Mm-hmm. And so I okay, obviously it's broken, but I don't know if I need surgery or not yet. And he just kept trying to translate, like using Google Translate. Oh, Imagine yeah. getting yeah. this. Like, and it's like a weird version yeah, of like, right. like arm no work. Yeah, English. it's like, like oh I no, no. And he just kept saying, uh, pos- "Oh, um, operation if possible." So in my head, I'm what like, "Okay, mean? well, maybe I have the option." Because from when I broke my leg, yeah, I don't know if wrestling. Like I keep getting injured <laughs> in wrestling, but. Um, I don't know if if it's more like oh if you can get surgery but it's it'll heal on its own if you don't. Um, so I had to wait like six more days and all they get like they they didn't care about me like I'm American so they gave me like six pills of like Advil oh, no. or like ibuprofen yeah, yeah. Oh, no. and I'm like dude my effing collarbone is broken how and I'm here for like another seven days like this I need more than this but yeah they um. So it was very painful. Mm-hmm. Was, um, but I think the w- worst pain I've ever felt in my entire life was the day after surgery for this. Because, yeah, that was really painful. Is that one of those afterwards you're just like, well, I'm clearly not going to wrestle again after how painful I, this is right now, the surgery? Or did they I'll tell you right away, like, don't even worry about it. You'll be back. Oh, I, it wasn't even a thought okay. in my mind. Like, I was coming back. It was, oh, regardless <laughs> of what they yeah, say. So, um yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad wasn't like too thrilled because mm-hmm. he was like, "Okay, this is like." What's that phone call like when you're like, "Hey, I'm in Japan. I got hurt. I broke my collarbone." Well, it was also like one in the morning because like the time difference. Did you call that night? Um, no, 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 okay. no. Because I, because uh, again, we had to wait a day, so I didn't want to even worry them mm-hmm. if I didn't know what it was for sure yet. Um, I called. Um, yeah, I called my boyfriend that night and just told him like, "Hey, like my I." Oh, when we were there, they said possible dislocation. Okay. That's what they told me. So that's what I was going off of. But then the next day, as soon as I found it was broken, um, I got back to um, where we stay in this like little apartment place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then I called my mom. And I, it was one of those phone calls where it's like you're choked up and oh, you're like trying yeah. to. <laughs> I, I feel like it's like a car accident. <laughs> like when I like wrecked a car in high school and I'm yeah, like. Right. First of all, I'm okay. Like you don't want to, but make- I do need to tell you something happened. And there, did she just freak out? Um, she was like, "Are you crying because you're in pain, or are you crying ah, because of that's the- really sweet?" She knew about the stuff that I had coming up that I like now had to cancel. Um, so she's like, "Is it because of the pain, or because you're like upset about that?" And I'm like, "Well, both, <laughs> you know." Um, but yeah, I'm. I'm glad. I don't want to say I'm glad that it happened, but I definitely understand why it happened, and I think it's because now I don't take wrestling for granted. Like I didn't realize that I used to. I Isn't it interesting too, where it's like in the moment somebody could be like, "Hey, you might actually feel grateful for this later," and in the moment it's like, "No, absolutely, I'm yeah. not going to feel." But like, whenever I've had setbacks or like people have told me no for things that at the moment I was like, 
come on that's the one thing i wanted like are you crazy yeah every time when i look back and didn't have something i always got something else later and it ended up making me stronger and it's like oh even the worst things like if you have the right mindset you know it's like you didn't make yourself the person who was injured and now is always like kind of leaning on that it's like no no no, like you're tough like right now you can even do more stuff yeah definitely i find in wrestling too like as a fan uh especially like you'd see wrestlers and they get injured and as a fan you're like well it's cool and you'll be away a little while and you'll come back and be fresh and new but it's like as a fan we can do that but then as the wrestler you're like yeah but i'm hurt and i'm missing stuff missing money missing paydays and stuff like that and you're just like oh i guess it's not as fun for you but then you get to come back and as fans we're all like oh they're back it's like this new fresh you know they're just like you don't see them week in and week out or whatever like on tv like how we were just talking about like kevin owens yeah yeah, it's it's gonna come back and it's gonna be so great but at the time you're just kind of like but as a fan you're like oh it's great and then but as a wrestler you're like it's not great it's horrible i hate it did you feel that when you came back people were reacting to you stronger Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I thought that was, like, ultimate baby face. Because I think a lot of them, like, well, I would like to think that some of them follow them on social or follow me on social media. So I think they were able to, like, see how hard I I was working, too. Because, like, I was lifting, like, well before I was even cleared. And I, like, returned in the ring before I was cleared. Um, So I think, like, that might have made them respect me a little bit. And then, like you know see me as like the underdog and now they want to like cheer for me so i don't know it's just cool because i remember that oh you you were there right my for my return match it yeah it's just like i remember being i broke so, down <laughs> i remember being so impressed just like seeing you at a place because i also i've never broken a bone and i'm so impressed with anyone who survived yeah. <laughs> any injury whatsoever but like to see you come back and then to see that fire of like i'm here I'm not missing my opportunities. And like, I was getting choked up. I get choked up. Like, I don't know, 70% of the time that you're in the ring. I'm just oh. like, yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> Do you feel, cause you mentioned like having a connection with the fans, how they kind of followed you through that or whatever. Yeah. And that, that sort of helps sometimes build that connection. But even before that though, you, the fans like dug you and it's like not easy for, it's not just like everybody comes out. Everyone's like, Oh, she's great. We yeah. all like her. <laughs> like, when did you kind of, I mean, is this just a thing since you can remember, like people have just liked you or I don't, how I don't did know it, how, it no, I'm not I saying like, I'm not asking like, why do people like you? But, but I mean, like, I don't get it. Like, yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just weird. Like, and I, and I couldn't even imagine like some wrestlers come out and everyone's just kind of like, okay. Yeah. And then other yeah. people come out and it's like, yeah, I think it's also because, um, like in Chicago, I'm from here. And um, I think they're, they always want, like, that hometown feeling. Maybe. But I but I see I, I'm going to disagree because I bet okay. I don't, if I don't we know. set up a show somewhere else and nobody knew anybody, because that's the thing with, like, certain wrestlers. And I think that's what's what – when indie wrestlers go to big companies and they succeed, it's because, like, they know how to just get over without TV vignettes or whatever. They just – them coming out of the curtain, there are certain people who it's just like – Yep, I like I like them or yeah. boo, you know, which is you know, that's what you want. But for you, it just seems like they just they dig you. I don't know what it, I have no idea what it I is. I think that's a hard question to make her answer <laughs> of like, oh, uh, yeah, well, when I come out, I have the finesse of someone what? who's yeah. I think and I'll tell you my opinion so you don't have to say anything okay, thank you. <laughs> is that you come out and you're very much a similar person 
outside the ring as you are inside the ring. And so you take time with people, especially kids. Like when you're high fiving, it's not like, Haha, whatever, high five, <laughs> like get over. It's like this thing where it's like you can feel your passion when you come into the ring and not everybody's got that. And sometimes they do have it, but it's hidden by like, you can see there's like they're nervous in their eyes yeah. or like the overwhelming thing isn't like the passion for wrestling. But when you come out, you immediately see like you're checked in and you love what you're doing. And I feel like that just bleeds out. And then the fans are like, yeah, I love this. Like, yeah. that's always how I felt. Oh, thank you. But she can't say that because it I, sounds yeah, I guess. humble. Like, that would be funny if there was I'm like so a calculated. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there was like a calculated thing. It's like, I find a little kid. I go up to a little kid. That way yeah, everybody right, thinks right, I'm right. really nice. I mean, I, is it? This is another question I was I was thinking about earlier. Uh, so you'll do you know like you know shimmer rise things like that. Yeah, all women, and then obviously other shows where in some cases you're probably one of the only women's matches on the show. Yes. Do you have a preference? Um, I don't know. I just don't like when wrestling is segregated. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of like just throw it all together. Like I don't like the idea of like an all men show and all or an all women show. Like just mm-hmm. let it be a show. So like um no I don't I don't really have a preference like I oh well I guess yeah that would be my preference is it yeah. just being a show um like I don't mind it but I feel like now like all women shows are like a dime a dozen because they're everywhere now so like just throw it all together I think like, it'd be fun too to have like an all women show and then have like one or two guys matches like just reverse yeah. the colors like I think that would be so fun or do like hey we're doing boy girl sleepover and everything's like a weird fun gimmick based on a sleepover game yeah right. I'm gonna start booking wrestling is Please what I'm do. saying no. Sarah's <laughs> sleepover yeah, yeah. They did that at Rise um, in Houston over the weekend. They had one guy show, but they did it for the pre-show, so it wasn't like on their uh, their streaming service. But it was just for like the VIP, um, like the the people who paid for the VIP, mm-hmm. and it was only like ten or fifteen people. And yeah. I'm like, let everybody watch. Like it throws, it adds a little mixture to, you know, I don't know. So when you when you do Rise, how does it feel when there's like new female wrestlers who are like? nervous to talk to you or like ah, oh, you i started watching you and i thought oh, i could do this or something like that like is it weird yeah oh yeah absolutely it's crazy because i never pictured myself to like be that for somebody because mm-hmm. you know i had i would watch wrestling growing up and like i had so many of so many of those wrestlers like inspired me and influenced me and i just never pictured that i would be able to do that for somebody else so like hearing somebody say that and it's not like oh all these people like no it's only been a couple but it's still like a humbling feeling because um i just never thought i'd get to where i am now and like i feel like i still have so much to learn and like so much more to do in wrestling so yeah it's just it's really cool to be where i'm at right now i think that's a good insight into people who get into doing the thing that they love like i think a lot of people will never fully feel like they've made it to the point where the people that they were watching were at. Yeah. Like, I think everybody in their own brain is like, oh, no, I, I'm just doing this because whatever. But, like, you know, we had that. Somebody asked us a question where they were like, how does it feel to, like, really be making it in podcasting? And we were both like, oh, I, I don't yeah. know about that. Right. Like, oh, gee, thanks. But I... <laughs> Are you are you critical of your matches? Can you watch a match and be like, "Hey, that was a good one"? I I have to watch it, but no, I don't think any are good. Yeah, because <laughs> um, it'll be one little thing, and I'm like, "Oh God, it ruined the entire match!" Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm definitely overly critical, but I think you kind of have to be to an extent. Like, mm-hmm. 
you got to learn to appreciate some things that you do. But yeah, definitely. I think it's always good to watch your own stuff just to see like where you need to um, like make a few changes and whatnot. So how do you feel about uh, fan feedback? If it's not uh, always positive or whatever, is that one of those where like you could put a match on YouTube and everyone's like, this is great. This is awesome. She's great. And then one person's like, "Eh, I don't know. Yeah. don't read the comments but smart move yeah right (laughs) i I learned that pretty early like the first couple months i started wrestling i would read the comments but a lot of the comments for women's matches are about like their physical attributes and it's just i don't want to see that like yeah i'm I'm good like (laughs) i'll get my feedback from the other wrestlers in the locker room or the promoter the booker um yeah I, i don't if a fan wants to come up to me at my table and tell me something about um, you know, some type of feedback, then yeah, I'm always welcome for feedback, but, um, yeah, the other stuff, just keep it to yourself. Yeah. And when you were ready to make your debut or whatever, cause I know you said it took two years. Yeah. Um, what was sort of your concept of like, whether it was name or whatever, cause I was thinking about with this podcast, we had ideas for like names and stuff. And I look back at that list in time and I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> God, I think, thank God we didn't do that. Like, yeah. what did you have? Was it always like. This is this is Kylie Ray. This is the image in my head. I'm good to go. Or yeah. was it like ever changing? Um, no, I didn't. I honestly didn't even think about it until like um, I kind of thought about it a little with my first trainer, um, but we really couldn't come up with anything like set in stone uh, until I went down to Booker's and you know we just kind of collaborated mm-hmm. it and uh, then he announced me as Kylie Ray and yeah. it was just what did, what did he like envision for you? I don't think he envisioned me being, like, this smiley, awkward girl. I mm-hmm. think he wanted, like, a, like a technical wrestler, yeah. very, like, <laughs> badass kind of person. Yeah, yeah I can't yeah. see Booker T being like, you're going to be real smiley. Yeah, right, right. You're going to come out and wear Pokemon <laughs> stuff. He, yeah, he's not yeah. one for, like, the The other day I was watching ass. Pokemon with my kid, and yeah, I said, right. that's going like, to be Kylie. That was definitely not him. So, yeah. uh, the first time i came out it was i didn't have a match it was just like all the women and then they they were like talking about how they announced like the hottest free agent and then i came out in like a dress and like i was acting like you know i was this cool wrestler Mm -hmm. blah blah blah. but then the next week like when it was during my match i um like i don't know i feel like that's just how i am so it tends to come out in my wrestling whether i'm planning it or not um so yeah after that it was just smiley awkward kylie from there <laughs> yeah because it's funny to think like I mean, obviously there's been like in the past like people have gotten gimmicks which is like that's not that's not who they are or whatever yeah like yeah. you know you could i feel like especially fans like true wrestling fans can see through bs mm-hmm. so like i wasn't gonna be something that i'm not and then like yeah i didn't want to be like and that. who who was like when you were really getting started who were like the top female wrestlers that you were like okay that's that's the goal or, or that's who's sort of like everybody. Cause in comedy, a lot of times, like when you start, that's like everybody was like acting like, or influenced by this comedian or whatever. Yeah. Um, I would say like for WWE, probably AJ Lee mm-hmm. for sure. Um, in the Indies, I think Heidi was probably on top. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I remember Heidi being like one of the biggest. Okay, which so those are two me. who are kind of like themselves, like they weren't doing this whole like I'm the sexy assassin yeah. or something like <laughs> I that. I think that's probably why I like them the most is that they um, made me believe that somebody who didn't fit this like mm-hmm. certain mold w- was able to make it. You know, so 
And then who were the guys that were your flagships? Um, can I say CM Punk? Sure, yeah. of course. Okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sorry. I'm, again, I'm a mark. So CM Punk, uh, definitely Shawn Michaels. Now, definitely AJ Styles. AJ Styles, I think he like yeah. really inspire, inspires me. Um, who else? I don't know. I feel like it would fluctuate a lot but yeah for the most part it was Shawn michaels and i always like when there's like a weird one when someone's like i don't know man doink was always my guy you yeah, know like- yeah or like vader man that was like my dude <laughs> um yeah i think that was pretty macho man i liked mm-hmm. um how about you guys who'd you guys oh yeah sarah i came into okay my first like wrestling experience there were two because i was not allowed to watch wrestling as a kid so i did an improv scene with colt cabana in 2010 where i tried to hit on him and he was not interested at all (laughs) and uh when i was nine my dad took me to see the scorpion king and i was like who's this Uh, rock yes what and then i saw him on snl and i was like excuse me this guy's amazing <laughs> and then years later i got into wrestling <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, it was like the high flyers i was just like those i just thought those were the best guys yeah and uh and then when they, when they would like lose to the big guys i was always like oh man like i'd watch like saturday night's main event and like coco beware would be taking on like hercules so i'm like this is gonna be coco's match and oh, hercules okay. would like kill him and i'd be like <laughs> yeah, oh man <laughs> that's not fun yeah but it's always been like the yeah the high flyers and the guys who could do all the cool moves was always like yeah. That's who we we were always pretending to be or whatever, like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and stuff like that. Did you know that Marty was a backyard wrestler in his days? Wait, I did not. I think I might have heard that. Yeah. Actually. Oh, yeah. Big time. Big time. <laughs> yeah, we were just, I was just telling somebody that we would, because, uh, you know, when you backyard wrestle, did you ever backyard wrestle? Just on like trampolines. Yeah, well, we were originally yeah. trampoline championship wrestling, TCW. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> then we bought a ring. We bought a ring off the internet. And uh, we put off all, all our like. Um, Did Merle set it up for you? No, Merle. Who's Merle? Merle does all. Oh, Merle. Rings. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I thought you meant like somebody I I grew up with. Right. But yeah, then we got a, a we got a ring, and then. Uh, but yeah, we and we all had to have like different characters because mm-hmm. we needed more people. So you you were like your main person. Yeah. And then you had your like jobber guys, <laughs> and um, yeah, we had some fun jobber guys. We we went went to my one buddy's house and. His mom and sister were big, like into working out. So they had all these yeah. like women's workout apparel, <laughs> oh. and we were like in junior high. We'd wear these like I would wear these like pink like leggings, and my name was Neon Leon Simon. That was my <laughs> my job. And I would always after I lost, I would always just say, "I'm just happy to be here." That was like my favorite. <laughs> oh my god! I was just happy to That's be so there. Crazy. Yeah. And there's there's video footage of these matches oh, that we wow. just haven't just gotten our this. hands on yet, but like they are somewhere in Chicago, and I'm like. Every couple of weeks, I'm like, man, one of these days, those videos are going to show up, and I'm yeah. just gonna, I'm gonna edit clips, I'm gonna put music to them. Like, we already did that. We had a lot of, we had like ska music as our uh, background. That was our main. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. That's so great. with the with the internet and everything, I mean, obviously, like you came in after that, where you had to like send VHS cassettes and everything yeah. or whatever. <laughs> so you'd get like a couple matches under your belt, and then you're like, all right, it's time to venture out into the world. Um. Yeah, I think it was after a couple. I started, um, like, I looked on Wikipedia, and mm-hmm. I look, I like, I looked up every promotion in each state, and then I just started like getting email addresses and sending out yeah. like, my resume. That's a very Sarah Shockey way of doing <laughs> things. I feel yeah. like if I don't know something, I just start with the internet. Yeah, and then what can I do from my chair right now? Like, I feel like so much of what I do is like. I just got to find an email address, or I just got to find yeah. the instructions for this, and here we go. What were the the feds or the like 
states that you're like, I got to go to this. I got to go to California. I got to go to this company. Were there any like big companies? You're just like, if I can go there, that's going to be huge. Not at first, just because I was like, there's no way I'm going to get booked at like a big company right now. Mm -hmm. Um, In Texas, it's it's really hard because nobody wanted to pay for trans because Mm -hmm. it was like you drive six or seven hours and you're still in Texas, which I didn't mind. I would, I would prefer to like break even if I'm going to drive somewhere. Um, but even if I lost money, if it was for like good exposure, I would absolutely do it. Um, so I definitely started with like all of Texas, um, Louisiana, Oklahoma. Uh, I went to Tennessee a few times, but I knew I needed to like come back to the Midwest because it was easier to travel from the Midwest. Um, and I knew I still got like in-state tuition. So I moved back to Chicago from Houston and, uh, I started my master's program and then I graduate in May. So what's your field of study? Communications. Oh, that's what we both studied. That's what we studied as well. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I just started classes today. So congratulations. I didn't get my diploma until this year because I had to like, email one person because I went to two different schools and have like the credits transfer. And like 10 years ago, they were like the person I'd been emailing like left. And I was like, well, I guess I'm never going to get my diploma. And like this year I was like, I should follow up on that. And they'd send it out immediately. And I was like, why did I wait freaking 10 years to get my ding dong diploma? Yeah, that's crazy. Do you feel like with wrestling, it's easier to do communication type stuff? Uh, yeah, I definitely thought that this would help me within, like, wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, you know, you're kind of like your own business. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, I had a minor in marketing, too. So uh, doing stuff like that. And then I took, like, a speech class. And, like, that would help with, like, promos and stuff. Um, even though promos are still, like, terrifying to me. <laughs> what are your thoughts towards promos? I hate them. I what, hate do you, what do you hate about them? I just, I don't like talking. Like, it's just, I get nervous, and I'm just like, oh, especially, like, live promos. I had to do one on Saturday, and then I had to do, like, three pre-taped ones, and I was just, like, I, like, stutter, and I get nervous. Just everybody's staring at me. I don't know. Fear of public speaking. Right? Even, even, like, backstage promos? Yeah, I don't care for them. Like, the more I do them, the more comfortable I get. But yeah, at first I was definitely I'm not one for that. That was one thing when I when I started doing stuff with AAW, I was so shocked at how everybody was so self conscious of their promos. Like, yeah. someone would fill something, and I was like, "That was real cool." And they're like, "No, no, that was terrible. Let's let's do it again." I I hated <laughs> that one, and I'm like, "Oh, I thought that was good." Or just like that, everybody sometimes is just like they're just like so on, and then as soon as the camera turns on, they're just like. I will win my match tonight because I'm a good wrestler. Yeah. And they're just yeah. like, I don't know what to say. Like, I remember one year after, I think it was last year, around this time, everybody's promo was like, 2018 is going to be the year of Marty DeRosa. 2018 <laughs> is going to be the year of Sarah Shockey. And then oh, finally, it's like, stop everyone saying that. And yeah, like, right, right. Oh, I, that was my big thing driving in. I was going to say <laughs> it's going to be my year. And it was so adorable to see these like big, strong guys be like, oh, that wasn't any good. Don't yeah. even show that. It's funny too because I've been I've worked in multiple companies, mm-hmm. and there's like the same rhythm in backstage promos, and I think it's always everyone's a little relieved if if the person that messes up isn't them, and it's like yeah. no one's ever mad at each other for messing up. It's always just like, 
oh, well, if he messed up, then I didn't mess up this time. It's like yeah. everyone just wants to prove themselves. And it's like, as soon as I realized that, I got so much better uh, where I was like, oh, if I'm interviewing, I should be taking care of them, not worrying that I'm going to mess up. And it yeah. kind of like helped shift my focus to be like, I'm just here for you. Like, I want you to look good and we'll just have fun. But it took a while because I also have this fear in my entire life that I'm going to just like mess up somebody's name and they're going to be mad at me for the rest of their oh, lives. <laughs> well, I think it's hard because also the wrestling community is so like, they could be really like anal sometimes and like they'll definitely look for like botches. Or, oh yeah. Like, especially for women. Up. Yeah. Especially. So like if your promo is like a little messed up and somebody calls you out, like the wrestling community will just run with it. And then like, you'll have insecurities that you didn't even know you had. <laughs> like, I know it, it, yeah, it is always tough. fun when like something will happen where, uh, like in comedy, I just did a set and after I just kept saying, right. A lot afterwards. Yeah. And, Colt was like, and he said, write a whole bunch. And I was like, oh no. And then in my head afterwards, I'm just like, the next show or the show after that, I'm like doing a joke and I'm like in my head going, don't say right. Yeah, don't say right. Yeah, don't say right. Crazy. And then sometimes you're still like, right? And you're like, fuck, I said yeah. it. Like you just get in your head. Yeah, it's crazy. I've done that too. I've listened back like podcasts and I'm like, oh, I say that way too much. Or like, oh, don't say like as much. Or just, yeah, I'll say, oh, right? Yeah. I'll. People did that uh, when we started podcasting with me going, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I was like, well, I agree. Like, yeah. I was trying to do these dumb, like, little responses. This was, like, early on, too, and I didn't want to... I was always afraid that I was going to, like, <laughs> mess something up on the podcast, and then he would be like, well, I can't work with you anymore. Goodbye yeah. forever. And I'd be like, oh, no, how did I ruin it? Yeah, right. I'm sorry. Is it... So, with independent wrestling, so you're... What would you say mostly you're wrestling, like, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or what's, your, what's like, a typical week like for you? Um, Yeah, usually training will do Monday, um... And then shows for sure Saturday, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes Friday. And if we don't have a show on Friday, then we'll do like conditioning on Friday. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, I feel like I don't work a lot of Sunday shows. Like I'll usually fly back on Sunday and then mm -hmm. just, that's my cheat day. I just go all out and like watch, binge watch whatever on Netflix. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, and then I'm usually weightlifting and cardio like five to six times per week. So are yeah. you sort of like as good as your last match or are you kind of like i know i know where i'm at i know what i'm doing like if the last match for whatever reason you and your opponent didn't jive or something or the crowd was weird or the show went too late are you like oh man am i not as good as i think i am um like yeah if i ever have a match that's like that i like there'll always be something where i'm like oh that could have been better that could have been better um but there's definitely some that i'll feel um not too good after but then there's some mm -hmm. that i'll feel a lot better after so um especially if i'll have like a strand of like not so good ones and then i'll have that one good one like i'll always tell like my opponent i'm like thank you like i really needed that sure so, like because you start getting down on yourself and you're like oh is this for me like what's the point like blah blah blah. but yeah definitely once you have that one that's like oh okay this is why we do it like this this is what it feels like for it to be like good like the highs are high what's been one of those matches that sticks out is like if you ever need to remember like i'm the one who wrestled that match i'm great at this um I, I feel like the one that i just had on saturday against mercedes that was a lot of fun like i felt really good in it um and then yeah there's been a couple this year like with gpa and then uh even with kim like it'll be more so like moments like within a match like winning the belt uh and then like returning this year mm -hmm. 
yeah, it's definitely like moments within wrestling rather than just in like a specific match. So, um, yeah, I think sometimes you just find somebody and you have really good chemistry with them and then it's just you get to play off each other. So it's cool. So I have an important question. What are you binging right now on Netflix? Uh, I've been trying to get into that show. You have well, you heard about it? it? I haven't watched it, but it's, people mention it. It's like kind of slow. So I'm really not. I, I tried watching it like three different times and I've fallen asleep <laughs> each time. So, um, yeah, if you want to try to watch it, it's fine. Like, what is it, you? What is it? It's about like this stalker. He starts like stalking this lady who came into his bookstore um, and then they end up like dating and then. Yeah, it's just it's a little creepy, but it's from the stalker's point of view. Oh, okay. So he's like justifying everything that oh, he's okay. doing. Yeah, oh, that's so it's interesting. like it's kind of creepy, but like cool. But then there's really slow parts, and I'm just like, ugh. I don't know. But yeah, but, <laughs> but I'm always my you're go- giving it a good effort. I know, right? But my go-to is always like The Office or Friends. I really like so. Yeah, there's times where I'll go through everything and I can't find anything, and then I'll just go back to like. The old, we'll watch like the pilot of an episode or something or whatever yeah, and just be like, I can't find over. anything. Yeah. What do you do on planes? Um, I usually listen to podcasts. Definitely. Um, I'll download a couple. Um, I like that on Netflix now you could download stuff. I didn't yeah. know that until like a couple weeks ago. Are these wrestling or non-wrestling podcasts? They're mostly wrestling. Oh, cool. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you, what do you like uh, as far as like whether it's a podcast or if you're watching wrestling, what do you – what are you into? Um, for podcasts, I usually like my go. I have like three go to ones, and it's Art of Wrestling, mm-hmm. the ENC one, mm-hmm. and then um, Talk is Jericho. Okay. I'm going to add your guys' to the list. Well, now. thank you very much. <laughs> but you like the wrestler. Just for this episode. <laughs> you like the wrestler driven podcast. Is that I more do. like because they, get, they get it, like their yeah. journeys and stuff like that? Yeah, definitely. I feel like it's relatable and. Um, it's also like usually when I'm listening to it, I'm on the way to a show, so it'll put me in like that wrestling mindset. Um, and then, has there any has there ever been anything somebody said in a podcast where like you're like, oh yeah, and it like totally like clicked for you? Um, I feel like John Cena was on one, and I forget what podcast it, it was, but he's rarely on podcasts. Like he's never on them, so I had to listen to it. And like a couple things that he said, I remember like. It really stuck out at me, but hustle, now loyalty, like, respect. Yeah, 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 you can't see me the whole nine yards. Um, no, I now I'm blanking as to what he said, but it was about matches and like mm-hmm. I like when they'll talk about matches and they'll break it down and talk about psychology because I feel like I really learned about wrestling through. Have that. you ever watched uh, any of Stone Cold's matches while he does the audio commentary? I've listened to one. Oh, I need to start so doing, good. Yeah, I his like match with Bret Hart at WrestleMania 13. He does like an audio commentary, yeah. and there's just little things where he's like up. Oh, See, notice this happened there, whatever. You're just like, I had no idea. And it was like, it's so cool to see those parts. That's cool. Yeah, we used to do film study at Booker's, and he would like break down, like, he would make us watch his matches. Mm, Okay. (laughs) Um, And then uh, he would like break down, like, the little things. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Did he ever show the video of him cutting the promo on Hogan? He's like, here's what happened. No, he hates talking. talking. I mean, it's got to be like, oh, yeah. Of all the stuff, he's probably so sick of. He's that very, one yeah, thing he's or whatever. Not too happy about that. Like I think New Day like made poked fun at it. Oh um, really? Yeah, like a couple either like oh, maybe okay. last year or so. Yeah, yeah. He's just not a huge. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think that with the and I think that's kind of a cool thing that those podcasts have been able to show where it's like when the wrestlers are telling sort of like from their point of view or whatever. Yeah. I, to me, it's just crazy. Like I think of like we'll go to like 
WrestleCon or something. And we'll do some shows and we'll be at the convention or whatever. Not wrestling at all. And yeah. like we get home, we're like, oh, I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but like exhausted. you maniacs are wrestling like multiple times and mm-hmm. flying all over or whatever. Like how do you get used to that? I don't know. I feel like at some point you're just like on autopilot, like mm-hmm. especially towards the end of the weekend. Like that's how I was yesterday. That's why as soon as you were like, oh, Monday or Tuesday, I was like, yeah, definitely Tuesday because I'm going to need like that day recovery. Um, yeah, because it's just a lot. It really is like, you, especially Mania weekend. That's like, I think I'm wrestling four shows like four days in a row. Mm-hmm. And after driving, what, how long's the drive there? Like 15 hours mm-hmm. or so? It's just a lot on your body. Like, I went to the chiropractor today and I got a massage and an adjustment. But mm-hmm. like, I I feel like you're kind of just always in pain, but you just accept it almost. <laughs> That's what you want. Like, we were at WrestleCon a couple years ago, and, like, Kurt Angle just, like, walked by, and you're just like, oh, no. And it's he was, like, like all bent over, and yeah. he just looked like, yeah, he looked like he just hurt all over. Yeah. I think the thing about wrestling podcasts and hearing people who do it and going through it, my favorite thing to look for is, like, that thread that goes through everything that people are passionate about. And you hear the same things like over and over of like people doubting themselves and like pushing through. And I think there was, um, Dean Ambrose was on Chris Jericho's podcast. It was when I was first getting into wrestling. And I think he was like, yeah, I just got to go out there and just try not to suck. And it was like, yeah, like if you just set that to be the standard when you start, it's like, you'll just keep getting better from there. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. But I love that. Like, cause you were doing it. I, it was like, I don't know, maybe 15 minutes ago on this very podcast, the way you were talking about wrestling, I was like, that's exactly how I feel about writing and art and comedy. Yeah. And like, <sighs> it's just, it's so fun to find that. And it's just when people love what they're doing. Mm-hmm. We talked about like giving advice or whatever to like, newer talent at rise and stuff like that. I always wonder like, what, what would you tell yourself like debuting you or, you know, you came back after the curtain of like, it's this new free agent and you came out there. Like, what would you sort of tell yourself with what you know now? Um, I think I would say be patient and, uh, just like, it's hard, Mm -hmm. but, um, just like appreciate, Like, it's not always going to be hard. Like, sooner or later, the things that are hard now will not always be hard. So, like, just don't be so sensitive. Because I used to be, like, really sensitive when people would, like, give me critiques. Oh, yeah. Sarah's uh, can can be (laughs) that way as well. It's like that's that's your art and, like. And you're, you're trying really hard. Yeah, it's like that's you. There's a sense where you're like so vulnerable, and like somebody's like attacking you. But um, yeah, now I'm a lot more open to it because I realize I'm like, no, they're doing it because like you're they want you to be better, and like you want to get better. So this is what you need in order for that to happen. So. Yeah, because sometimes I'll be backstage and I'll I'll see like a veteran giving younger wrestlers like a breakdown of their match or advice, and like. And they're just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And they're like, then you did that. What the fuck did you do that for? And I know they're not being yeah. mean. They're trying to help. But, like, I'll think, like, God, if I got off stage and someone's like, come here. Why did you start with that joke? That's fucking stupid. And I'm like, yeah. oh, man, I couldn't imagine. And you just have to kind of be like, thank uh, – and there's also the thing of, like, I want to thank you so much for <laughs> saying that because I went on the road with for Colt and we did – yeah. I went on the road <laughs> – I went on the road with Colt and we were doing some comedy and wrestling shows and I was just backstage at a show that he was wrestling on and he was given a critique to uh, all these people who did this like big opening segment or whatever and he's like, yeah. and then you said this and then you made her look like this and she couldn't do it and it was like, and I could tell they were like, 
oh, thank you so much, but also like, are you mad at me? Yeah, and he's right, like, right. I'm not mad. He's like, don't like, this is a learning experience. Like, don't be upset at all. He's like, it happens all the time. Like I've done a million things that yeah. I'm like, oh, I wouldn't do that now. But you, you, you have to like get that instant feedback from not only people backstage, but the crowd is there to give you that instant feedback too of like, we love that. Or like, nah, we didn't. Yeah. Like, like that. what works, what doesn't work for sure. And I learned at a certain point that when people give you criticism, it's usually a good sign that they care and are invested. Because mm -hmm. I know, like, if a friend of mine, I read a lot of my friends, like, screenplays and stuff and give them feedback. And if I give them, like, an impassioned, like, eight paragraphs, that's, like, a sign that's, like, I like this enough that I want this to be as good as it possibly can be. So I'm going to call you out on every single thing. Whereas if somebody sends me one and I go, yeah, what were you thinking of doing with this? Yeah, That's definitely. like, I didn't care. And it's like the fact that people care and take the time to do it. Like I'm trying to look at it from that perspective instead of being like, you came over here just to like hurt my feelings. And if that's what you wanted to do, you did a really good job. So yeah, because I've heard of a lot of wrestlers, um, especially like really good wrestlers who won't give critiques because they're like, oh, you know, F, F that guy. Like he's, you know. Uh, he doesn't want to get better. I've heard that. Yeah. Lot. Like, oh, he he really doesn't want it. Um, so the fact that they're taking the time out to give you those critiques, like that, just means they just they want you to do better. You know. Yeah, and then like you said, with somebody like Booker T or whatever, they have all that knowledge and stuff, and you're mm -hmm. like, oh man, this is like wild to get this type of feedback or whatever. Because like yeah. you're some people are trained by like you know build the executioner. Yeah. Who, like never, you know, it's like oh, but this guy is like he's done it all or whatever, and he can give you that. Inst that you know sort of yeah feedback or to whatever have that like at your disposal is crazy yeah. so how do you like wrestling intergender matches um i'm a fan of it to be honest i think it can be done um depending on what the crowd is because mm -hmm. sometimes you know there's like different crowds there's like more like um like actual wrestling fans and there's like those like taco fest that like people don't really watch wrestling so they wouldn't quite be okay mm -hmm. with a guy beating up a girl um but for the most part i feel like like 2019 everybody is like there's like that mutual understanding of what wrestling is do you think it adds kind of. like just a sort of like a different um i don't know if aspect is the word i'm looking for but like by wrestling men and women it sort of broadens your horizons yeah. a little bit yeah i think it's just like it's another way to have wrestling be innovative you know mm -hmm. um so i i like it to be honest i think it's fun it's uh they do like those intergender shows in texas and i think like the crowd ends up really enjoying it so um i would like to see it more on shows just like you know a, a one match you know not like an entire intergender show but just like one match where it's like intergender so yeah who's Oh, I was just going to say, I think it's just the fact of changing up the energy. And yeah. I feel like anything that does that, where it's like either someone comes out, does a solo promo, and then mm. you have like intergender, then you have like a different tag team, then you have a women's match. Then you, like, I just love variety in it. And I agree. I want to see it more places. Yeah, definitely. Who's a wrestler that you think is like going to blow up or you can't understand how they're not like so popular? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think Savannah Stone is really good. She's but she's newer, okay. so uh, I think that's why it's only a matter of time for her. Um, she's in Missouri, and then also this girl Roxy. She's down in Texas. She's only seventeen. Yeah, and she's. Um, I just wrestled with her for the first time a couple a couple weeks ago, but she's in Laredo, Texas. And I think she's going to be really good. Isn't that cool to see somebody like young and you're like, oh shit, you're going to be yeah, great. right. And I feel like I started so late. Like I was like twenty. 
21 but mm-hmm. a lot of people you know they started like right at 18 or like even like 16 and it's like i'm glad i started when i did though because i was you know i had a lot of growing up to do we'll say yeah <laughs> what were you doing before you got into wrestling like what was your time filler um i was playing club softball at eastern illinois and yeah just getting my undergrad you know partying on the weekends like i really wasn't doing anything i was just living for the weekend is essentially what i was doing how did pokemon fit into all this (laughs) um i don't know like i i played pokemon when i was younger um once they started adding so many you know i started losing track yeah. that's exactly i think we were the same generation of pokemon did you have a game boy color or were you a generation later no game boy color yeah okay. definitely um yeah i had the pokemon cards too and i would play that way but it was just i wanted i don't know i was trying to think of gear and i couldn't think of anything like creative um and i originally wanted to do snorlax because snorlax is my favorite <laughs> oh i love snorlax i love snorlax yeah but i knew i was going to be baby so i wanted something like a little bit more like upbeat and pikachu just like kind of fit the mold for me um yeah i didn't think everybody was going to think that it was pikachu though because i took like the the rosy cheeks off and then uh as soon as i came out you know everybody started chanting pikachu so i guess they knew and it was just yeah but i like it but now i kind of like steer away from mm-hmm. it so Do you ever think that you want a theme song that does the same thing as the Pokemon theme song that people could potentially learn and sing along, but it's like an original, like it's all your music, it belongs to you? Because I think about this all the time. (laughs) Um, Maybe, but I feel like in the indies, like nobody could really keep their song anyways, so Mm -hmm. I don't really care too much about it. Whenever If I go somewhere that like is on tv and they need the rights to the song they're gonna come up with whatever song anyways mm-hmm. um so that's why when people are like oh she's only over because of her song and blah, blah blah and i'm like uh i don't know like a lot of people are coming out to like i don't know metallica or yeah. something. you know yeah. like they're not gonna be able to sure that. Like, sure so. that's the thing too where, yeah everybody was like oh everybody just has like silly songs they come out to and stuff and it's like yeah but back in the day everyone came out to like cool metal songs or whatever yeah, you know yeah, like ecw like or yeah you know? everybody in ecw came out to like enter sandman or you yeah. know pantera and stuff like that so it's kind of I'm like okay <laughs> i think it's an interesting thing where it's it, to me like when it when an, you see a wrestler and it's just all clicking it's like the music's mm-hmm. clicking the they gear. figured out the gear they figured mm-hmm. out who they are in the ring or whatever and when you see that it's like it's such a cool thing yeah to, and it's like I think it'd be very easy for someone to come out to the Pokemon song and like if they don't do it right, the audience is going to be like, no, because yeah. it's like just the right amount of like silly and nostalgia that it's like it could totally go either way. And the fact that you have it be like a thing that works in your favor, it's like, oh, yeah, that's like the work is not on the Ash song. It's on the work that you're doing when you come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true. I didn't think of it like that. It's do cool. you ever think about how one day you'll have an action figure? Oh, no, I don't know. I have no idea. That would be really cool, though. I, that's I like mean, a dream come true. Yeah. Is that, is that like one of the goals of like, oh, man, I'll know I'll make it? Like, what are your like, I know I've made it when? Uh, I know I've made it when I could like live off of wrestling. Okay. So, um, yeah, if I have like a contract or like a, a stable income, income mm-hmm. from wrestling, that's when I know that I've made it. Yeah. That's how I feel about like writing and comedy and stuff yeah. like that, where it's like always just like. A little bit further away. And it's like you can look at all the stuff where I'm like, yeah, but if I totaled up everything that I made, that would be a nice little pile of money. Yeah. But it's not like I can't 
guarantee it. It's so it's like, be, well, you just keep working. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's stable. Do you feel like you're? I mean, it's got to be cool because, like, I think I feel like you're on track. Like all the like, now I'm getting flown out to shows, and I'm getting yeah. and I'm getting this, and I'm getting that. Like, is it easy? I mean, is it hard to not sort of jump ahead of yourself and just be like, well, where's my big contract, and where's my this, and where's my that? Um, not really, just because I don't. Um, I'm still in school, so mm-hmm. I know I'm just going to finish school first. I'm not really, um, getting anxious about it until I, I think until I, and, and I don't think I'm really anxious about it in general. Like yeah. I'm happy as long as I'm wrestling. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, yeah, it'd be nice to not have to get another full-time job, sure. you know, yeah. sure. but, uh, but if it doesn't happen, then I'm still okay with it. Like I'm still wrestling on the weekends. Has so. it with like. AEW and now Ring of Honor, everybody's kind of like, ah, it can you, is it as a wrestler in the locker rooms? Is everybody kind of like, not freaking out, but is everybody a little bit extra like, uh, what's going to happen? Am I going to get money? Um, I, I would say a little bit. Like, you know, there's definitely talk of it, but I don't know if they're like, Thinking about like they're gonna contract themselves. Yeah. I think or a little like so just like oh who, that's so cool. Like did you hear about this? Yeah. Like, yeah. Who have you talked to lately? I don't right, know. You yeah, tell me who like, you talked to you lately. Have you talked to any big companies lately? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I've heard that a lot. Because I was telling Sarah like because she wasn't a wrestling fan during like the Monday Night Wars and stuff, and I was just like, it's so fun when like all this news and it's already kind of like popping up where people are like getting signed or want to leave and stuff like that. And to yeah. me as a fan, it's just like that makes it like so so cool that there's all these like moving parts going or whatever and to to have like people we know are like they're gonna get some money which is awesome yeah what would you guys think if like mcdonald's started a pro wrestling federation and they were like we got to deal with tnt we're booking wrestlers we have unlimited money like how crazy would that but also it's like kind of a giant mcdonald's commercial (laughs) yeah i don't really have a point to that but what if they did and they were like the big third mcdonald's championship wrestling yeah Yeah. oh my god yeah but it's just wild if you have the money you could really yeah i keep thinking about that like anyone who has like a whole bunch of money could just start a wrestling company and i don't think a lot of people know that we were joking around that we're like because back in the when there was no other competition we're like there needs to be like another billionaire to like step up Mm -hmm. and we were like i think one day we were joking around saying like we need to get mark cuban mad at vince mcmahon so he would start his own <laughs> yeah, wrestling yeah, company yeah. and like we're like maybe we'll start tweeting at him like i don't know man vince talked a lot of shit about you yeah, like you we were at this interview him. and he was talking a lot of shit and be like how dare he like i'll get him I'll, I'll i'm gonna start my own wrestling company and put him out of business yeah <laughs> um do you watch uh did you ever watch like the old glow wrestling no i only watched what was on netflix like the new okay series. did you watch yeah. the documentary no, I didn't. Is that on Netflix uh, too? If it's not, it, it was. was. And it if was? it's not, probably some like Daily Motion or somewhere has it. Okay, I'll have to look it up. It's, I like it. It's, it's so. Good. It's so. It's like. Uh, it's so good. Okay. So good. To, yeah. It's very sweet. It's one of those where I. I think I cry at every documentary that's ever been made, but like, like it'll me. get you. It's okay. a good one. Yeah, and that and and just like, it, it'll. It's interesting because most of them were just like actresses that they trained. Yeah. And there's like couple injuries in there that they show that you're just like Oof, and it's just like they were not ready for this and they yeah. got thrown into this thing or whatever but it was really cool to kind of see how how people sort of like maneuvered around and and figured it out yeah and i'll definitely have to look it up I wanna... we would like your your review of that that would okay, be yeah. uh, that's your homework definitely. that's your homework you your <laughs> glow review or whatever um and sort of i guess to wrap it up or whatever like um, obviously like women's wrestling is it's getting huge and it's, mm-hmm. and it's at this point where it's, uh, 
you know, at its most like respected and nobody's doing pillow fights anymore yeah. and stuff like that. Thank God. Um, sleepover might bring pillow fights back. What's that? Sarah's sleepover might bring yeah. pillow fights. Okay. But in a nice way. But it'll yeah. be intergender and okay. it'll be very fair. Tasteful. <laughs> Tasteful. Yes. Um, what do you like? What do you think? Like, if there's like a women main eventing WrestleMania, is that like gigantic? I mean, that's like going to be gigantic. Oh or? yeah, I think that's huge. Like, yeah. I think we're living history. Like within these past couple of years, it's just crazy to see how much women's wrestling has evolved. Because mm-hmm. like, if you think about it, like WWE had an all women's pay per view. That's mm-hmm. kind of insane to think about. Yeah. That would have never. That's a thought that wouldn't even have crossed my mind when I was growing up. And know? that it was done in a way that wasn't like look at these ladies yeah, like it was right. done like hey look at these women they're going to wrestle for you yeah they're athletic they're yeah because i was listening to uh between the sheets and they they kind of go through like the dirt sheets for that week in wrestling yeah and there was like for a moment like smackdown was going to be the ladies show and it was going to be like real sexy sexy and it was just oh, like God. yeah and you just like think about that and you're like oh that would have been such a like such a nightmare yeah i look back and um i watched some old pay-per-views and when the women's match is on just listening to the commentary like Ugh. jerry lawler i'm just like how did they get away with i know stuff or the air? the women's nxt was yeah. like oh man it was just they were just ripping on the women the whole time yeah. and it was just like such a weird, weird. It's Crazy. so funny how like how far we've come in such little time. It's yeah. the internet because forever and ever, no one could say anything back. It was just like, well, the men are running the show; they can say whatever they want. Right. And then all of a sudden, it's like these marginalized groups are able to be like, "Hey, that's not fair." And then other people agree, and then all of a they sudden, speak up. Yeah. And it's so interesting because it has worked so fast in the favor of what's right where it's like, Oh, okay. Now we've got these shows where people are like really treated well and respected. And it's like, because all of a sudden everyone has equal footing in like what they read and what they talk about. And it's like, it's amazing to live through that and see like how far it's come. And also like, yeah, now we get to see women maybe main event. And it's like, that's what people want. So cool. cool. Yeah. And it's cool to do like an interview like this and not just be like, tell us about all the creepy men and tell us about all the weird uh... stuff and all the like, yeah, it's like, no man, it's just the same. It's just wrestling. Yeah. Um, Women are kind of tired of talking about that at this point. I would assume that would be like, yeah, like the hat question of just like, tell us about your creepy fan. You know what I mean? Cause and it's like, and I think like that a lot of, uh, female wrestlers have done a good job of putting out like, Hey, here's what a creepy guy direct messaged to me. And I think mm-hmm. if that had made one fan be like, Oh, I'm going to not tweet that weird thing. Yeah. Let me not. Cause it's this. like, there's a whole interesting subgenre of like, if you call out some kind of behavior, that's a little questionable. There's like this subgroup of guys that'll like, jokingly do it but in a way where they're like i know it's a joke but it's like well it still feels gross because i don't know you and like that's just creepy still yeah but i think it's interesting that like everybody's uh getting a little more like more well behaved (laughs) yeah you know like at a wrestling show like someone will yell something and everyone's kind of like my new favorite thing is at a wrestling show if someone starts either a dumb chant or says something gross, everyone's just like, ugh. And just yeah. like, shit. Yeah, and like, it's like yeah. such a fun. Are you, when you're in the, in the match, as it's happening, are you aware of like stuff going on around you like that? Um, Mostly, like you can definitely hear the boo for the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, for, I feel like for the most part, because like the venues, it's like usually 150, 200 people. So you always hear that one person mm-hmm. that's just being, you know. 
obnoxious. Yeah. yeah. It is just so wild, though, to, to hear that. And it's just funny, everybody's yeah. just kind of like, what? You know, or just like that whole thing of like, oh, that didn't work out the way you thought it was <laughs> yeah. going to work out. Like, good try. But... Yeah, good try, whatever. <laughs> I got a Sarah Sucks chant at the last AEW show. <laughs> I guess sometimes if they're booing you, you're like, well, I'm but doing was, something right. It was one lone teenage boy, and yeah. I just kind of looked at him for a little bit, and then the show continued, and I was like, well, I guess I'm not doing that bad yeah. if that's all the hate that I'm getting in a night. <laughs> Are you ever, uh, do you ever think about like one day, like, oh, one day I'll be heel and I can. Yeah, I can really. <laughs> I really do. I got a couple things I'd like to say if anybody ever was like, Kylie sucks. I would love to try to be healed because only to make me a better wrestler just mm-hmm. overall. Because I don't want to be that person that's like, oh, I can't work heel, you know? Yeah. Um, And I just feel like it teach, teaching you how to work both ways, it, it's only going to make you that much better. Yeah. But I would be a horrible heel. Like, just horrible. I could imagine like, you come hit, out with like... It. I'm so sorry. You come out You come out with like sunglasses on trying not to smile. And it's yeah, like almost right. somebody Draw who's like... Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that would be wild. Well, if you ever need like... I'll I'll throw in and be a real mean manager for you. And okay, you know yeah, that I'm absolutely. nice. And between the two of us, we can... I was at a show recently where a guy came and stood next to me for about 15 minutes and told me an entire, like, how it would go if you went heel at freelance. Oh, really? And we talked, <laughs> like, well, we talked, he told me for a yeah. very long time, every match and every turn for, it was like probably eight months of booking. And I was like, oh, okay. yeah, she could totally do that. And I think it would go over like wildfire. Now, excuse me, I'm going to go get in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> There you See go. You yeah. All so, right. You know what? It's the stage has been set for you to be bad. Yes, only a matter of time. Whenever you're ready, heal Kylie Ray with day. some ominous music, and then you can wear the bad Pokemon. I want to be the very worst. Yeah, right. Or like this metal version of it. Yeah, <laughs> and like it starts off all fun and then gets real slow, yeah, and like right. I I don't know why I'm picturing like like you hear like thunder and stuff like that and you go, oh and it's got, it's all dark or whatever you've got raichu gear on instead of pikachu yes yes absolutely are you uh are you looking forward to going back to japan like to kind of like right that wrong almost yeah i was definitely like people ask me oh would you go there again absolutely like the learning i don't know we did like seminars there and mm-hmm. training every day um i loved it there and even just like the culture um but I think if it's meant to be, it'll happen. So yeah. I guess it's just a waiting game right now. Um, I'm just trying to finish school at this point. That's Very all I cool. want to do. I love it. All right. Uh, well, thank you so much for uh, being on the show. How did we do as interviewers? We don't normally interview wrestlers. No, you guys, you made it easy hey, and like fun, really relaxed. All right. I love it. It's our second time doing an interview podcast and it was we're so grateful that you wanted to come on and do the show. Oh my god! Because it's just so fun for us to get to ask our, you know, like Marky Mark questions, and then you know, just delve in. And you're so fun to talk to. Oh, it's been a yeah, treat. no, you guys make me feel comfortable. Like, it was, yeah, keep it up. Like, awesome. Uh, how can keep it up. <laughs> how can everybody uh, follow you on social media and all that? Uh, good stuff? I have Twitter and Instagram. It's at I am Kylie Ray. All right, there you go. Uh, any big shows coming up? Uh, yes, this weekend I'm in San Antonio and Laredo, and then next weekend freelance on Friday, um, and then the week after, I think, that, you know what, I think that's all I have. I'm, okay. I'm dipping too far into the future. All so. right. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Kylie, thank you so much for doing the podcast, and uh, thanks all y'all out there for listening. Uh, you can hear the regular version of Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling every Thursday morning. It drops on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from. On the MLW Radio Network. There you go. Like a real pro, Sarah. <laughs> All right, buds. Take it easy.
This is the MLW Radio Network.